0: The perfect closet additions feel as good as they look, and Rothy's knits style and comfort into every pair of shoes. The Rothy's signature sneaker combines game-changing comfort with a timeless style that goes perfectly with every look, from casual to elevated. And their one-of-a-kind driving loafers feel great with or without socks and come in both classic and eye-catching designs. Find out what the hype is all about. Discover your new favorite pair of shoes and get $20 off your first purchase at rothyscom slash hype. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film... In this episode, we discuss the latest movie news from February 14th to 20th. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. Anthony here. And James here. Let's talk about movie news. Lots to go over this past week. First of all, our most recent episodes were on Valentine's Day. We did a romance movies episode. It was very sweet, very fun. And then we did... The Batman preview episode on Thursday, which was just leading up to the movie, everything we know about the film, what we're excited about, hyping it up a little more, some theories and stuff like that, breaking down trailers. And then I did a little review on Dark Season 2, the German television show on Netflix, which I love so much. Season 3 is coming soon. Box office this week. So Uncharted was released this weekend, and on Friday it clocked in at $15 domestic and very good projected to be about 50 million d- domestic for the weekend, four day weekend. It's a holiday, I believe and it's already at $36 million dollar- dollars global on Saturday. So that's a- going to probably pull 150 easily. I'm sure globally 200. That, that's better than I thought. Yeah. So yeah. that would probably get a sequel. I'm sure Uh dog came in at 5 million on Friday, which is pretty good. It's pretty good. That that's Chanty-tamed the Chanty-tamed movie. Yeah. yeah. Jackass forever is up to $53 million global, which is nuts. Death in the Nile is only at 41 million global Marry Me's at twenty two million global. And Spider Man No Way Home is still making close to ten million dollars every week and weekend. And it's up to one point eight billion. And I think it's almost at beating Avatar for best beat Avatar. Beat Avatar for yeah. highest domestic grossing film of all time mm-hmm. in America. Wow. Insane. Yeah. And I believe it's still in the top five of box office. Still making fucking nine million a week. It's crazy. I know people that saw it five times. It's crazy. <laughs> I saw it two times, three times? You saw it twice. Twice, yeah. Yeah. And IMAX. Speaking of Marvel, I'm sure everybody saw the brand new Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness trailer, which dropped on the Super Bowl. Looks like a wild ride. Looks like we're going into darker territory. Sam Raimi had took the reins over this franchise, and it looks like a lot of fun. Also, um, uh, some great teases of a possible Patrick Stewart cameo, as well as a lot of speculation about Tom Cruise appearing as a variant Iron Man. It seems like the first part's 100% true, and I think this is obviously we've been all predicting the MCU X Men crossover ever since Disney bought 20th Century Fox. This has been their plan uh, 20- to connect everything and put them all together, which is really freaking cool, in my opinion. It's gonna be badass if we have X Men versus or Mutants, whatever they're gonna call them, versus Avengers. That would be pretty epic and cool. Um, it's really in- I love how Sam Raimi's doing it so I hope it's it's going to be like they said at first that they were going to tease it's going to be a horror movie but then they've backed that backtracked that because maybe they're worried about box office performance. Disney doesn't do horror. Yeah, so it's yeah. going to be horror-esque in a way but it's not going to mm. be a straight up horror genre film. But it's going to be epic. It's going to be cool. Can't wait to see it coming out in May. Uh, Next up, we have Stranger Things Season 4. Finally got some release dates, so they're going to do two volumes. Volume 1 is going to be released on May 27th, and then Volume 2 will be released on July 1st. They also released four posters, which are pretty cool. I also read that um, all of the episodes are going to be longer than any other previous episodes. They're going to be like little movies, each one of them. So they, they should be a, like a lot of content in terms of hours for this uh, season. Hopefully, and It seems like they're just ramping up production elements all around. So it's going to be probably mm-hmm. pretty epic. Next up, we have news about the sequel to Dune Dune Part 2. It will begin filming this summer, says director Denis Villeneuve, which is crazy because um, it's, so, it's so amazing that it's going to be coming out again so quickly after the first film. Um, they have the script written. They have the locations complete and pre-production is underway right now. And so they'll actually start principal photography um, all over the world. In the summer. Well, I'm sure that they did all the concept art already, oh, yeah. storyboarding, because, you know, they knew they were going to do it. I think they were just trying to be like, oh, we might do it if you guys go see it. But <laughs> I think they were planning to do it anyways. Like Hans Zimmer's probably still been working on the score. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure Patrice Vermette and his team have been building the the concept art and everything. And, and there, costuming. There yeah. is concept art of like Fremen Sieges that you can find online, which I'm sure they're going to use for the film, which I can't wait to check out. So in terms of it being a quick turnaround it's because I think they are already in pre-production and it's secretly. not and it's not like the costume designer had to invent still suits again because yeah. they're already created but so obviously yeah. the new stuff we'll be seeing is all the new Fremen culture stuff the sieges we'll mm-hmm. be able to see we'll be learning about we'll be finding out who the emperor is they'll be casting that more and stuff uh, uh, Princess Irelon and, and more of like the guild empire uh, socialite stuff like that so we'll be getting more of that world so I can't freaking wait it's gonna be awesome yeah, anyways moving on Paul Thomas Anderson uh, gave an interview and he revealed that he has a secret letterboxed account. And he also says that he has secret accounts all over the place, so he's always keeping an eye on the social media. He's like the Kevin Durant of film world. <laughs> <laughs> Except he doesn't take everything personally. Yeah, he's not, he, have, he has secret accounts, not burner accounts. Yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't get offended by everything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's also a big fan of Raiders of the Lost podcast. <laughs> we love you, Paul. <laughs> There's a new teaser trailer, trailer for The Contractor, which is starring Chris Pine on the run from Shadowy, forces which really it looks really cool it's like a Sort of a, a esque mil- military yeah. film on domestic land in America where he thinks he's working secret ops for the federal government for the president, but really he's being run by a corporation, and it's about his him getting revenge basically on what they've done to him. I'm all for this. I love just like hard-nosed action thrillers. This looks like it's right up our alley, and it's great to see Chris Pine doing like an action, a badass action movie. He hasn't done that yet. He kind of has. Hell like, High Water isn't really an action yeah, movie, I would say. That's a, that's a Western. But he hasn't you know, played like the action hero. And yeah, and Kirk isn't like an action hero. It's like a big leader. leader. He's a yeah. leader. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see. Like with that. like a machine gun like I'm mm-hmm. an I'm an ops guy. And okay, so the film Coda that came out last year, um, um, it was released on Apple. I was totally right about how they should have released it in theaters oh, because yeah, yeah. Apple Apple is re releasing Coda in theaters for three days for free. So you can go to any theater playing Coda from February twenty fifth to twenty twenty seventh. And you can watch Coda for free. You don't have to pay anything. Just walk in the theater, get your ticket there, and then you just see the film. Because I said Coda going to streaming was a big mistake, especially because Apple doesn't have the biggest platform. Not that many people are watching it. And very few people saw the film. It got nominated for Best Picture because of screeners sent to the to the uh, Academy members. But if this film had come out in theaters, it would have become a sensation, a cultural phenomenon, very much like Parasite and like Slumdog Millionaire. Independent films they can get huge from word of mouth from the social consciousness if it does well at the box office in theaters but it went to a- apple only a, a small number of people even saw the film so i called that it's a damn shame because i think it's a really important movie you know it's it was the best movie i've seen in years you know shedding light on the deaf community and non-hearing community and i think that if they had a theatrical run that would have opened up more possibilities for future films to be made like this with characters like this. It and, would have made a hundred mil. Yeah, it, it would have made it would have been awesome. I think a lot of people would have gone to yeah. see it. it. It's too. It's unfortunate because, like we said, it was the best film we saw at Sundance last year. Mm-hmm. But you were you're right, bro. was right. Uh, John Williams, J. Dubs is going to <laughs> compose the Obi Wan Kenobi theme for the show, not the entire score, just the theme. This is, he did similar things like with Solo. He did the theme for Solo in the Han Solo movie. I, I'm. It's, it's. It has to be him to do the theme. I'm trying to think. Is Obi Wan have a theme in the other movies? I can't think of. Well, kind of like. I guess. I, mean, I can't think of like an Obi-Wan theme from the from the films. i will probably just make one up. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll make something completely original that because haven't like Han before. had his own theme. He kind of made one up for Han Solo and it ended up being very Han yeah, Solo-esque. Exactly. And it's J-Dubbs and he's just a genius. <laughs> the Dubs. The Dubs guy. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is doing some press for Power of the Dog and he recently re- revealed that he's actually feeling conflicted about starring in MCU movies because he reveals that it's like questioning am I working with Goliath that's killing David in terms of big budget studio movies that are killing independent films because he does do like a fair amount of independent work and you know he's a theater actor as well and i mean i i think from my point point of view it's like somebody's gonna have the role so it doesn't really matter that you're doing it i guess yeah but, but I, I would say if you really feel that way that benedict you could stop doing them after a couple of years i don't think completely. He's, but it seems like maybe he didn't realize that how big like- it would be he didn't – maybe, yeah, that, and he also he probably didn't realize that Doctor Strange would be, like, the one of the biggest parts of the MCU yeah, coming down the line. Because, yeah. like, when he signed up, maybe he's like, oh, yeah, I'll do, like, six movies. It'll be fun. And then it's like, oh, you're, like, the biggest face in the – it's like you and Scarlet Witch are, 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 like, the stars of the MCU now. So you're, like, the new Iron Man in a way. But also when he signed on, it wasn't that – there weren't these conversations about the, the cinema, cinema dying, yeah. independent cinema dying yeah. in theaters. Because when he signed on, it was, like, what, six or seven years ago now. I think it's probably his movies that aren't in the MCU are just performing really bad. Just like most MCU actors, yeah, their movies aren't doing well at all outside of theaters, mm-hmm. outside, yeah, outside of the MCU. And I mean, we don't know what the world's going to look like in, in terms of the theaters and cinema in 10, 15 years, but I think we are starting to see the, the signs that if, if it's not a franchise, or a big budget. But, all, but also the code of Apple News is also a sign that theaters are important. Yeah. True. Because why are they doing it in theaters? Because they want people to see it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is reportedly playing F- the Furiosa villain in the Mad Max prequel, which sounds really awesome. I would love to see Hemsworth do a villain. Has yeah. he done a big baddie before? In um the the um oh, what's it called? Oh the the, the mot- Cabin in the Woods one. No, the the motel- mo- no, the, motel the director. One. Yeah, that director. The motel. Film. Yeah, the hotel whatever blah 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 Not oh, yeah. that could have a movie i was not disappointed yeah. by that movie i was i was if you liked it i know a lot of people did enjoy it but i think it was i was disappointed i was i, I was like how, why are people loving this movie but that's just my opinion so yeah i can't wait to see him in george miller's world as a villain hopefully he's just like a raving lunatic That'd let's go <laughs> let's get that you... guzzoline oh <laughs> uh, i back... live i die i live again
1: <laughs> Valhalla.
0: Dune 2 news again, so Denis Villeneuve also revealed that because he, uh, he strayed away from the Harkonnen culture and characters in the first film to focus mainly on the Atreides and the Fremen, he's going to really hone in on the Harkonnen world in the sequel so that people can get a better sense for the Harkonnens. He felt that it was better to save them really and tease them in the first film because uh, you get uh, Rabba and, and the Baron for like maybe 10 minutes of screen time in total. So it's going to be very heavily Harkonnens in D- in Dune 2. Yeah, in the book, we spent a lot of time with the Harkonnens. Now, I understand why he did that. It makes sense it makes because sense. You know, you're know you introducing everybody to this world. But the Harkonnens storyline, there's a lot that we're going to discover in Part 2 if you haven't read the books. And we'll have a new main Hark- Harkonnens character in Part 2 who's going to be like a great villain. So I'm excited for that to oh, see yeah. who they cast. Knife fight. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you can go. Oh, thanks, man. Wait, no, I'll go. You yeah, just it's went. Your turn. Uh The new trailer for Elvis was just released, Baz Luhrmann's Rockin' Biopic, starring Austin <laughs> Butler in the titular character role of Elvis. This movie's going to span 20 years across the life and career of this iconic musician. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Baz Luhrmann seems like a perfect director for this um, Austin Butler. You saw him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was... Um, one of the killers, he was the guy, Tex. Nah, you're it's dumber than you're that. Dumber than <laughs> that. Tex, <laughs> I'm the devil. So that's who's playing Elvis. And that's it's a good his, pick. Yeah, it's his first lead role, so we'll see. It looks really good. Yeah. Next up, first images reveal that Chris Pratt, his brand new show, The Terminalist, which is a Navy SEAL Prime video series on Amazon, so clearly Amazon is getting on the Chris Pratt. Uh, train, um, buying The Tomorrow War, putting the sequel of that into production, and then um, producing his new TV series. So it looks like a lot of fun. They've only released an image, so I'm sure a trailer will be dropping very soon, so keep an eye out for that. Chris Pratt holding uh, a gun. You, you sign me up. I'll watch it. And This it. will be his second role, basically, as a Navy SEAL, right? As a Navy SEAL, because in... Zero Dark Thirty. That's seals. The seals. seals. Yeah, seal team. Yeah, yeah seal team. team. I'm not sure he did. They don't say in Tomorrow War. I think it was just special. You ops. can assume he's some sort of yeah. seal team, or yeah, or maybe mm-hmm. a ranger or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so sign me up. I think Chris Pratt pulls off the Navy Seal really well. That awesome character. And next we have A Quiet Place Three. Release is set for 2025, and there will be a spinoff coming up before that in 2023. And so we can expect an entire franchise of films out of this now. Yeah, and I'm sure Paramount is trying to to milk that franchise for everything they have. they I wouldn't be surprised if they make a TV series just for holding Paramount. A sponge Plus. and their mouths yeah. are under the sponge just like give us. they're that really money. successful movies for yeah, low budget really even the second one doesn't have that big of a budget. I hope they don't make the mistake and go big budget to think they need to they better not I think it, keep it small keep yeah. it, like keep the scope slowly building. yeah, exactly. Next up. Paul Dano has been doing press for the Batman, and he said that he actually had trouble sleeping after playing certain scenes with the Riddler. Um, he says that some of the scenes are so intense that he just it just kept him up at night, so it's hard to leave that character behind. He's uh, not a method actor, but you can tell, you can understand, like, doing something that intense, uh, you're just still on edge for the rest of the night. Even, like, I used to work in restaurants, and I would get home at 1 a.m. and still be, like... Flustered, so I can imagine. I'm assuming there's maybe some torturing scenes or something like that, kidnapping scenes that are probably very intense and getting out of the headspace mm. was probably difficult. And also Paul Dano is revealed, came up with the idea of the Riddler being completely engulfed in a sort of plastic suit or a suit to prevent if like if he was a serial killer, the Riddler would want no DNA possibly escaping from his body. So like that's yeah. why he's completely wrapped up. You can tell because the mask that he wears is only a front covering mask and his head his skull and back of his head are exposed and his hair in his head is all wrapped in plastic if you look at it closely it kind of looks underneath like underneath the mask yeah it looks it looks like it could be a burn, burn victim but if you look closely it's, it's his hair underneath plastic also it was revealed to us we, we talked about the mask in um the batman preview episode and we were saying how interesting and creepy it looks and it's actually the riddler's mask is a u.s army cold weather mask from the 1970s and 80s very cool so, Great detail, and that, I think that ties into the fact that maybe he's, people are predicting he's some sort of cryptographer from from the military in the past or something like that, which would be really Makes interesting. Sense. Makes Super sense. Super cool. Uh, next up, we have the Hustle trailer. This is there's been a bunch of photos of of Adam Sandler on the internet of like balling with uh, like NBA stars. So he's uniting with NBA stars in a Netflix basketball movie. Um, it's going to start, besides Sandler's NBA stars like Trey Young, Anthony Edwards, and several others in this upcoming film. Looks like a lot of fun, and, and Sandler's playing it serious too, so it's like, it reminds me of He Got Game. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Looks awesome. Uh, Star Trek 4 is has been announced and is in pre-production by Paramount. J.J. Um, J. Abrams will be producing, not directing, and Chris Pine and the original cast are in talks to return to the film. Um, the last one, the last two have been a little iffy. The first one was great, I think, so hopefully they can capture the magic of the first one and so that should be coming out within a couple of years i think they just just make it like an old school star wars star trek movie like keep it like grounded yeah great dialogue let's little less action more nuanced situations rather yeah. than everyone just like throwing fists the whole time yeah and blowing shit that's up the dis- time. like it's cool but like the old star trek movies and show are so great because they sell so many things with great Dialogue, you know, in great nuanced situations and character arcs, rather than ah, mad at you. Like (laughs) Spock would never like fight somebody like he does all the time. Anyways, moving on. But also the first two, they didn't even spend that much time on other planets. Yeah, it was just the opening of the fighting in the ship all the time. Yeah, it was always in space in the ship, so they don't they haven't traveled to many places. They did later on. Anyways, uh, Michael Giacchino released the Catwoman theme, which is epic. So he's already released the Batman theme, the Riddler theme, and now we got the Catwoman theme. And all I'm saying is this guy, his confidence <laughs> is through the roof right now. What I said to Anthony is like, this guy's got some cojones because he's he <laughs> created a jazz theme for a superhero character in a superhero movie. I think that is so ballsy and cool. And it sounds great. So I don't think it's right to call Batman and Catwoman superheroes. I'd say comic book characters. Well, it, Batman's a superhero. They don't have superpowers, though. But he's a hero, and he's super. He's a hero. He's super wealthy. He's, so that, a, super he's a super guy. Bat, <laughs> yeah. All right, Batman's super is a superhero. Catwoman's an antihero. Yeah, I like Those an are anti-hero. the descriptions. She's an antihero, yeah. Batman's 100% a superhero. I will yeah. fight you on that. I will <laughs> strangle you with this microphone cord. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal has been doing press recently, and he revealed that Tobey Maguire changed his acting pro- process. When they worked on Brothers, Tobey Maguire went full method and extremely intense and complete. Com- completely committed to his role do you have any idea how no, much I love you, <laughs> you know what I done <laughs> and uh, while working with Toby Jake Gyllenhaal was very impressed and intrigued by his process and emulated his this process of acting into his la- like the last 10 or 12 years of his own acting so you can see what was uh, the process method acting oh, okay method and intensity. Great in changing Just your diving body into the character because Jake never really looked that much different from movie to movie before, like five or six years, like seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, you're right. And then with yeah. movies like Nightcrawler, he's like, I'm changing everything about it really myself looks for like a role. Him. Same thing with like uh, the last several of his movies have been like that. I could, that's a really cool thing. Cool, this tidbit. Is a cool thing. I like that. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent anecdote. Transformers: Rise of the Beast. They're not gone. They're back. Is is the first of a planned trilogy. (laughs) Planes, automobiles, and let us have Transformers trains. By the end of the decade, there's going to be so many more Transformers movies. You thought they were done. (laughs) You were wrong. We're not just getting one. We're getting three. (laughs) They make a lot of money, so they make a bill. So easy bill. If you like them, get excited. There's going to be a lot more. Uh, Matt Reeves revealed uh, while doing press for the Batman that he would be interested in doing Mr. Freeze as a villain in a potential sequel, saying that a grounded version of that story could be really powerful and really great. That'd be pretty cool. And he would definitely hire Schwarzenegger, I guess. <laughs> it's going to be a freeze. <laughs> Final bit of news uh, is Moon Knight and Oscar Isaac. Are calls- you reading this for the first time? I am reading it for the first time. It calls the Disney Plus series the first Marvel character study since Iron Man, which I'm pretty intrigued by. Yeah, well, I love Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke, and the fact that they signed on to it, I'm like, okay, I will give it a shot. But I feel like First Avengers is a character study. Uh, I guess, yeah, yeah. Guess. He yeah. starts like we learned so much, but he's like nothing before. You know, he comes from nothing. But the thing with Captain America is he doesn't transform as a character. He's he's still the same man as he was in the opening. But Iron Man, we remember we've talked about this. He comes goes through a complete transformation. From start to finish. True, but yeah. the character study doesn't always have to be about a massive character transformation internally or existentially. I, I disagree. He transforms the most out of everyone. <laughs> he gets jacked in like a minute. All you care about are muscles. No, I didn't. That's not all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> you look how excited you got. What are you talking about? I was just saying there's a he big... He got jacked. It's a. I didn't say it like that. Yeah, you did. Like, that sounds like I'm footage. <laughs> all right, I can't wait to play it back later and call you a liar. Disinformation over here. I'm just saying he went through a huge transformation where he went from like eighty five pounds in, in like four foot eleven to six two two sixty five. I'm, I'm aware. Big transformation. Like dudes, 265. dude wish he was sixty five. He's, he he's like one ninety. No, he looks two sixty five yeah. on camera. Yeah, yeah. You know, in person <laughs> he's, he's like he's like you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, that's a uh, that's it for movie news number was 36 thirty six? Thirty seven? Thirty seven? I think you got it right. Nice, proud of you. Hey, that's offensive. <laughs> <It's> no <laughs> need was, for that. Get ready for some awesome episodes this week. Tomorrow we're gonna <laughs> do, what? I thought you forgot what it was. No, I know what it is. Yeah. I, I did it. I edited it. It's gonna <laughs> be it's a great. Is done one. yet? <laughs> I'm working on the clips now. I'm gonna make like it's gonna be a, a great week. It's gonna be a good good episode. I don't know what. Tune in tomorrow. It's gonna be it's fun. a surprise. Mm-hmm. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.